0: to the doghouse i'm diana
1: and i'm david
0: it's riverdale season six episode one chapter 96 welcome to rivervale a new day dawns in the town of rivervale where everything is as it should be veronica and reggie are now the town's power couple jughead and tabitha move in together
1: what is this
0: well, welcome to season six.
1: No, 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 no,
0: no. <laughs>
1: welcome to nothing. What the fuck is this? Welcome to this fever dream. <sighs> Look, we're one episode into what's very clearly some type of weird alternate universe in big scare quotes mm-hmm. storyline. And I understand that, you know, it, it You've told me many times the interviews have said, no, it has real world consequences. And I'm like, I believe that, but there's no way they drop so many signposts that what we're watching here is not reality as we know it.
0: So I'm just going to say up front, and I know I'm not the only person who's thinking this is that Archie's in a coma of some sort. And what we're seeing is things that are happening and it's his brain's version of it so like you know maybe the twilight zone is what's playing in his hospital room and when he gets stabbed at the end that's actually when he's having surgery so it's it's that veil where it's like okay he is actually experiencing some of these things physically but he is actually pregnant baby anthony is really dealing with colic but yeah it's just all this random stuff and it's just its his brain
1: processing the trauma of all of what's going on after getting blown up by
0: Hiram Lodge? Sure. And then also, I think this is also their way of getting kJ Appa out for a couple episodes so he can be on paternity leave because he had his baby like five minutes after this first the season started, <laughs> um, which uh he's is very, very adorable. I think that's what we're going to get from this, which is totally fine. But, (laughs) but I, again, it's like, okay, if this is how you want to do this, you could have done this better. That's almost always our problem is that like, (laughs) you, you could have done this with more finesse. And if I'm going with the thought that this is snippets of what Archie is hearing from his friends coming to visit him while he's recovering and whatnot, then it's going to be disconnected and disjointed. But if that's the way it's supposed to be, then it should be even more disconnected and disjointed, um, not just lazy.
1: Uh, Well, first of all, clearly nobody on this writing staff has
0: ever watched an episode of the Twilight Zone. (laughs) No, no. I think one person has, and then that's it. (laughs) One person has enough to know a reference or two, and then that's all they had to go on.
1: They watched an episode. The Twilight Zone very specifically deals in irony,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: this episode flirts with it. Sure. In terms of the premise and the story, I don't want to fault them too much mm-hmm. for a wackadoo first episode because we've got five episodes to do a bonker storyline. So true. yeah,
0: true, true, and also. Again, if they're looking at this, like, okay, we need to do a very truncated story because of our schedule to lead up to the hundredth episode, because that's supposed to be a big deal. Like let's do a five part event and let's do it in this style. Because when we do these types of things, it tends to lend itself well to our show, which is true when they did, you know, the tripic stories, those tend to do pretty well. When they did the noir style, that worked really well for what they were doing. I think our problem is, and this is usually a problem, is they don't look at the thing as a whole and see how do we help use this to fuel the rest of the story. So that while this is a gimmick and that's fine, I don't have a problem with gimmick. Your gimmick needs to serve its purpose and the story.
1: Well, and if you would take the time mm-hmm. to get the reference correct, sure. if you would take the time to get the Twilight Zone of it really nailed in and maybe layer that little bit of Twin Peaks weirdness on top of it, which you've always wanted to go for, and now you have the opportunity, sure. if you would just do that and really commit to it, it would work. You can forgive some of the hamminess of like Betty staring at Archie being like, I want nothing more than to have your child. If you're doing the David Lynch overacting of sure. it, because it does it feels like a dream, it doesn't feel real. They don't
0: do that. You have to do it more than once. If you do it once, it's a mistake. It's a joke. If you do it multiple times, it's a motif. It's a style. Like, Or at least that's how you can play it off. I will say, though, the Jughead of it, perfection. They did get that perfectly, but I'm not giving that credit to the writers. I'm giving that solely to Cole Sprouse.
1: Oh, he's having so much fun.
0: Because from the very beginning of this series, he has stated that Rod Serling was his inspiration for his Jughead narration. And that... I I put that solely on Cole Sprouse. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. I ain't giving that to anybody else. No. His performance when he's doing that, he is he's doing a fabulous job. He's definitely pulling on his Disney acting. It's very presentational, but it's I'm sure many of you have seen his interviews where he's joking about that and he does that whole thing. he's He's very good at it. This is fun. And this is great. It's another way for him to stretch his acting legs. It's fabulous.
1: Just why didn't you match that tone with literally everyone else?
0: They didn't know how. No. They didn't. I don't think they knew how.
1: Also, you've missed a huge opportunity. And I know we're going to have some of it later on in the season. Mm -hmm. But you missed a huge opportunity of having bigger guest stars. Mm -hmm. That's the other thing that really could have added to this is having a specific guest star outside of that universe because that's a feature of the Twilight Zone. (laughs)
0: Well, the other thing about the Twilight Zone is that they were self-contained stories. Yes. Each episode was its own story. Now...
1: I've got a sneaking suspicion that's what's going to happen, though.
0: Well, they're going to... I feel like they're going to play it off like that, but it's not. And they needed to structure it that way with it having connective tissue to fuel the next one. Because this is a serialized show. That's fine. But you needed to have the actual structure of this show, this episode, be a self-contained story. And they did not do that. Uh, I think they did. They, I don't think that they did. It was very messy.
1: Well, it's it's hard to know without seeing the other episodes on that front for me.
0: But... By that definition, it is not a self-contained
1: episode. I
0: disagree. I disagree. Mm.
2: I disagree. Mm.
1: Whatever.
0: So that's how we feel about it. So let's let's get into the, the nuts and bolts. So we start with Jughead walking down this road, and he's doing his Rod Serling, and he looks great, and he's got his jacket on with his Jughead buttons on the lapels, which have been there this whole time. I love it. It's cute. Like There there exists a town at the Borderlands, a place of nightmares and dreamscapes, a place where folklore and myth carry the weight of fact and truth. It's great. This is where we find out that we're in Rivervale. Uh, We see the sign and it's our typical Riverdale sign, but it says Rivervale. And instead of the, the town with Pep, it's the town with heart. And then there's this little picture of this tree. And it looks like the the sacrificial tree that they've mentioned before.
1: So it doesn't say the town with heart yet.
0: It doesn't at the beginning, but that's what it will say later.
1: (laughs) And I I guarantee you that's going to be a bit.
0: (laughs) Sure. And so he's going to show us around, which again, this is so cute. And we stop at Tony and Fang's apartment, a portrait of a couple in distress. And we just see Fangs and Tony freaking out because their baby is crying (laughs) nonstop, And you know what? I sympathize. Sympathize. Like, they got this so right. It's so cute. But they mention they're going to call Doc Kirtle and make an appointment. No. (laughs) Doc Kirtle in Riverdale is a mortician. Yeah, this should be one of the first clues. Yes. For anyone paying attention. Like, the River Vale is kind of like... Did I hear that right? Which is fine. I'm here for it. That's cool. I'm going to do
1: like a little spooky ghost noise every time we have one of these. Wait a minute.
0: (laughs) Wait, what now? Like, like the Matrix is glitching. What's going on? Uh,
1: Yeah. And there's so many of them. They do
0: them a lot. But some of them are so well done. And then some of them are just like, really, no? Really?
1: But again, I'm fine with you being like stupidly obvious about that. Sure. stuff. Because you know you're being tongue in cheek about sure. it. Sure. Like, that's not a problem to me. It's just the style. <laughs> it's the directing, honestly, more than anything. Mm-hmm. The direction of this episode is so poor because you should have had those actors lean in.
0: Oh, everyone should have been doing this
1: so much more than they did
0: then we go over to pops and Jughead enters in from the kitchen and he sees Tabitha and he's just like there she is um, <laughs> Miss Tabitha Tate it's very cheesy and she's talking to their real estate agent Miss Gordon now this real estate agent she looks like a comic book character um she reminds me a l- like a weird cross between the comic book Miss Grundy and almost, uh, she kind of looks like the comic book Agatha Carkness. <laughs> it's really bizarre, but like there's a reference happening with her that I need to do a little more research on. But yeah, but that's an actress who could have been a bigger name. Probably. But also, I feel like she's a call to Sabrina.
1: Oh, very likely. I
0: feel like that. I feel like that's a do doo doo do thing. Miss Gordon is asking Tabitha, have you ever lived with a beau before? And Tabitha says, no, I've always been too guarded and too nervous. And Miss Gordon says, in this day and age, you can't be too careful, which kind of makes Tabitha go, hmm. (laughs) Then we go over to the Pembroke. Let's check in on Riverdale's premier power couple, Reggie Mantle and Veronica Lodge. And Veronica and Reggie are running on treadmills and they're talking on their iPods. And they're making a deal. And this was perfection. It was so fun. And then you just have Jughead going, exhausting, aren't they? (laughs) Like, it's not only is it what we see, but his commentary on it is so entertaining. God,
1: that made me. That's the best laugh of the episode.
0: It's, It's so good. Let's head over to Elm Street. It's the Cooper house where Alice is doing a lot better but her appliances not so much and Frank is cleaning Alice's garbage disposal what is it Frank more chicken bones no Alice it's a dish rag and (laughs) she's got a quiche in the oven she asked him to stay for breakfast and it is so awkward and Jughead goes tempting but let's go next door where my old chum Archie Andrews is living with my ex-girlfriend Betty Cooper let that one sink in for a minute
1: about Alice and Frank at first I thought oh this is another spooky moment then I thought about it the second time and went oh wait no 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 she threw the dish rag down the garbage disposal to get Frank to show up so she could conveniently have breakfast with the man I love this
0: Yeah. You didn't catch that the first I didn't time.
1: at first. Because I, I was full in like, what's weird mode? And then I went, wait a minute.
0: There's nothing weird about this other than like, she is purposely breaking shit in her house. So she has a reason to call him.
1: That's Alice Cooper. That makes total fucking sense.
0: And then she has food ready to keep him there. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. She's a smart woman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is a classic lady play, okay? Classic play.
1: And so in character for Alice Cooper.
0: 100%. So we go over to Andrew's house and Jughead uh, says, I should probably end the tour here and leave whatever is happening upstairs to your imaginations. And so he, he walks out of frame and the camera goes upstairs, which I loved. That was a great camera move. Fabulous. Fabulous. And we, we hear the ticking, the bomb ticking, and we hear an explosion and we see Archie burst up out of bed and he's had a nightmare and Betty's like, what's going on? And he's, he explains to her, he's like, oh my God, I had, there was a bomb under the bed and I woke up and we were living in a town called Riverdale to which Betty's like, Dale with a <laughs> D. Okay. No more Twilight Zone marathons before bed. Okay. And he's chuckling. And like, that was all cute. Like, I'm like, Okay. I'm again. I'm fine with all of this. All of this happening, great, cheesy, little tongue and cheek, cool. That's where. That's like Riverdale's sweet spot. Yes, fun. But then, she, then she goes. Let's make all of those bad dreams go away with some early morning delight. Okay, <sighs> the dialogue in this episode for Betty is so painfully bad.
1: Well, so. It's painfully bad because of the delivery. You know what I wanted? I wanted WandaVision style delivery here. Yeah, that's what you goddamn
0: need. Yeah, we needed we needed WandaVision levels here. I would be willing to bet
1: that that writing is intentionally meant to be said to feel awkward,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and nobody told the actors that. <laughs> no,
0: I think. The writing doesn't fit the tone. I think I think it's just wrong for that moment. I mean, I don't
1: think they know the tone on either front. You know what? It's bad all the way around.
0: It's, it's bad, bad all the way around. There you go. We don't we don't like it. It doesn't work. It doesn't work.
1: So anyway, they're going to have some early morning delight.
0: They're going to fuck. <laughs> and then Kevin calls. And they meet Kev in the woods and there's a deer that has been sacrificed.
1: Deer massacre. Cool. That doesn't seem good.
0: Cool. I forgot what show I was watching. <laughs> there's, it's on, there's an altar. There's some runes that have been written in blood and the heart is gone. And so like Betty's starting to do like her thing and Cheryl shows up with her coven of young girls. <laughs> they have really cute uniforms though okay like i'm just gonna say they look really cute costume department a plus
1: based off of a neon genesis evangelion character who when someone pointed it out on twitter archie comics posted anime is real and then you're like what respect what (laughs)
0: respect
1: damn archie actually did do that okay (laughs) everyone was very confused we were like wait what
0: they look fabulous. That's all that matters. It's true. So uh, Cheryl's just, gonna, she wants to take the deer. And Betty's like, no, this is a crime scene. I need to collect the evidence, including the deer. And they're going to take the carcass. And she's like, what are you going to do with it? Oh, we're going to make a stew from its meat, a pelt from its hide, and a paste from its hooves. And Betty's like, uh, that's a little barbaric. No, you sad, simple she-child. It's part of the <laughs> sacred circle of life and death of use reuse and rebirth of paying respects to what the earth gives us all of what she gives us now leave my land heathens girls toodles
1: (laughs) girls knock their arrows you're like damn
0: it's just okay cheryl's peak cheryl this scene is great because it's like okay dead deer being sacrificed cool normal and cheryl being ridiculous also normal okay cool
1: I don't hate the Cherylness that we're getting for this event.
0: No, I do hate how quickly she got so many disadvantaged girls. Well,
1: we're we're under the supposition that this is all in Archie's brain. So True. like I'm assuming that she actually started the school at Thornhill, but it's way more relaxed than whatever bullshit.
0: Sure. You but you know you know those uniforms exist. Maybe. Yes. Well Cheryl's gonna Cheryl. There's gonna be uniforms and they're gonna be fabulous. <laughs> But, like, part of this
1: is this is the Cheryl we always asked for. Like, okay, just let her be fucking chaos, okay?
0: If you you want her to be chaotic and evil, go for it. Like, just go full full dark, no stars with her. It's fine. (sighs) Fine. So then we go to Dr. Curdle's office, and we find out that baby Anthony has colic. Sucks. It does. Colic just fucking sucks. Yes. And Dr. Curdle wants to try an old folk remedy. He wants to put a toad in baby Anthony's mouth. Because it'll suck the colic out of him.
1: Clue! We are not in a real world! Mm-mm. I do love Tony and Fangs both looking at him like,
0: what? It's like, there's, there's no chance in hell I'm letting you do this. Yeah. Yeah. To which Dr. Kirtle responds. In that case, my only other recommendation is earplugs. Which is
2: <laughs>
0: funny. Sad. Because if you've ever had a crying baby colic or no it's just it feels like torture yeah it, it does it does uh blessings to any of you experiencing that but the toad the toad is like well that's new this is our this is this is a clue yeah this is our ding 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 woohoo thank <laughs> yeah. uh now we go over to the Jabitha apartment and archie and jughead are bringing in jughead's loads and loads of comics and archie's like Man, like, I gotta be honest with you, I didn't know you were that into comics. And Jughead's like, what can I say, Archie? I contain multitudes. This is hilarious, because I do not believe that Jughead has ever read a comic in the entire television series.
1: This is a subtle ding, ding, ding.
0: (laughs) This is a more tongue-in-cheek ding, 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 but it's also hilarious. And I do like that they appear to be bagged and boarded, because respect. We respect the comics. Of course. And then, you know, we kind of scoot over to Betty and Tabitha. Talking and we have this very sweet conversation about just them just being happy for each other and Tabitha asking her how things are going with Archie and Betty just saying you know I thought in high school my whole like the biggest question I had was was I going to end up with Archie or Jack and I think we have a definitive answer now and that's 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 great that's sweet mm-hmm. we cut on over to the Pembroke and Veronica is on Skype and you know then she's she's skyping with Cameron her dude from New York. And we see Reggie comes in, starts listening. And Veronica's asking Cameron, you know, are you gonna get in on this casino that we're opening up? And Cameron's just like, oh, this so is where you're biding your time. Should you come back to New York? You're gonna come back here, like whatever. He's being very dismissive to Veronica's project. And Veronica gets pissed and she goes, I'm all in on the casino and Rivervale. And she slams her computer down. And then Reggie comes in and he's just like, okay, hey, tell me straight. Are you in on this casino or not? Veronica just says, of course I do. Ignore Cameron. He's an idiot. Reggie's just like, so this is not another stopgap till you get your old job back. And Veronica says, you know, I did want to go back initially, but I'm having a ball doing this with you. And I think our casino is going to be huge. And everything happens for a reason, lover. Everything's meant to be, it's fine, finally is. I did really like this because Reggie's insecurities are completely fair. Yes. She only ever has had time for Reggie when Archie's not an option. And she was planning to head straight back to New York until she figured out that's not an option. Yep. So, yeah. Uh, We head back to the Javitha apartment and Tabitha is screaming bloody murder uh, there's a spider, a spider, and then Jughead goes and smacks it with a newspaper. It's like, no, Jughead you're not supposed to kill a spider. I wanted you to take it outside. You never kill a spider, it's bad luck. And Jughead's like, this is a superstition. And she's freaking she's like, we just moved in together, and you know, we don't we don't need anything to jinx us. And Jughead's like, What is what are we cursed now? <laughs> that's, that's another little ding-ding-ding-ding.
1: Also, they are cursed. Literally, Cheryl cursed those motherfuckers at the end of the last season.
0: She cursed Jughead. That's true. Jughead, Betty, and Archie. Veronica's not cursed.
1: No, because she's not one of the original
0: people. No, she's not. <laughs>
1: still, my favorite thing. So, my ancestors just, were just in to be
0: involved? clear, my ancestors were not a part of this. Okay, good. Thanks. Uh, we go over to the El Royale, and we're having kind of like a town council meeting. We're just kind of talking about like the reforestation plans, because there had been like the fires and stuff and whatnot. And Archie kind of comes in and says, like, hey, so since Cheryl declared Thornhill a sovereign state, we've lost our local supply of maple syrup, as well as the revenue that the syrup was bringing in. And someone says, hey, but aren't those trees tapped out anyway? So they weren't making any money. They were useless trees anyways. hmm so Archie says yeah they work so we propose we buy and distribute maple saplings one per family to be planted in each family's yard and my crew and I will take point on seeding a grove of maple trees that the town will own um and so they talk about like we've got that we're gonna do it and then we'll start a distribution center outside of Pops and like I think this is great like this is cool Archie
1: does a socialism.
0: He does a he does a socialism for the town good, but <laughs> I love that this is like this is taking something from Cheryl in a very indirect way. But this is this is the consequence of Cheryl being like fuck all you people. Okay, fine.
1: This is also for me a very very subtle clue that not everything is true in Archie's world. Sure. And not for any bad reason, it's just one of those things that was like, this is what Archie would do if he had everybody's support and was the superhero. Yeah. That's not how it would actually go down. Sure. <laughs> this doesn't deserve a spooky noise, but it is one of those things that clued me in of like, yeah, no, that's not how that would go at this town council. Just knowing that dynamic,
0: I don't think that would happen. Uh, this one, I think, would. It's Maybe. For, for, this this one particularly because it's a direct result of something Cheryl did and like this is something that is for the whole town so he is offered like they're gonna do this for the whole town to benefit the whole town yeah it's it's kind of one of those like it's a win-win like community like spirit it's rah, Riverdale bullshit Uh, anyway yeah
1: solidarity with comrade Archie
0: yeah and then you know we get Rod Jughead, <laughs> riveting. You might find the discussion underway at Thornhill also about maple syrup more interesting.
1: He does the wipe away the yawn tear of like, God, what boring shit.
0: That's so cute. <laughs> I love it. It's so precious. And we can go over to the Thornhill and they're having a candlelit dinner and Cheryl is proselytizing. She's sounding like Nana Rose, honestly just talking about how you know we're having all these problems because we've taken gone away from the old ways
1: ah yes the old ways the old
0: ways uh <laughs> and the maple maiden they've taken her for granted and my spies have told me that archie andrews is trying to steal my maple thunder and that simply will not do
1: all that was fecund was now barren <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> we'll get into that
0: this is also very doo 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 because like i was like this is all very sabrina
2: river
0: there is more screeching with the new title sequence they're screaming you're like yeah.
1: they're they wish they could have done this for halloween they so wish they could have done this for halloween
0: yeah
1: timing didn't work out but like you can tell <laughs> they meant for this to happen around october yeah it's fine
0: We come back to Rivervale and we're at the Andrews house and Archie's finished up a phone call and Betty comes in and they're like, ah, blah, blah, blah. And we find out that Archie's mom has been asking when they're going to have a kid Mm -hmm. because apparently she had asked that the last time she was there. So the thing, there's a couple of things about this. On the one hand, I feel like they haven't been together long enough to warrant this conversation. No, <laughs> they've been together for a moment. For five seconds. Yeah. But at the same time, I feel like by having this, it lets us know that some time has passed.
1: Yeah. If you're if you're equating it to a real world, yeah. That could be going on. Like
0: it could be a couple of months. And then we then we also have to factor in the fact that Archie and Betty have known each other their entire lives. Once you start dating and say, we're committed, we're together, your relationship is starting at a different point
1: i will say betty is probably not pregnant because if he's in a coma they had just decided to be together again unless the pregnancy is going to be about is it with is it somebody else's
0: well i mean that that's who's <laughs> mama mia who's the baby daddy could always
1: be the issue well but it wouldn't be archie that's the thing
0: uh she could have just gotten she could be pregnant know it. No, that could be the thing and then that could also be the thing that's happening in his mind is that she is late, so she's thinking about what that means. Is their future together? She's worried of whether or not she's going to be able to have kids, or they're having all those conversations.
1: That, I think, is more likely, because they because they just hooked up, and they, di- they were making out when the bomb went off.
0: Okay, but they've had sex before. But also, here's the other thing. They had had sex previously. She could have been pregnant, and not told him yet.
1: I don't know. There's... There are options.
0: And are that options. could have been why when he told her he wanted to be with her, she was like, I absolutely want to be with you because I'm pregnant with your baby. And I love you, Archie Andrews. And I wasn't going to tell you until you wanted to actually be with me for me. Like, because that's also a total trope.
1: Well, one other weird thing. When Betty walks in the house, uh-huh. she's blurred out because she's walking the dog. And for half a second, I went, is she walking Vegas? Yes. That's amazing. <laughs> I thought that. I looked and I went, they've blurred her out. And that's not the same dog that Frank had.
0: It's not bingo. I was like, It doesn't Vegas. look like It looks like Vegas. Which also, doo-doo-doo-doo, makes sense. So good. In Archie's brain, it would be Vegas. Yeah.
1: Because it's everything as it should be.
0: As it should be. I'm with Betty. Betty and I are going to have a baby. But that also makes me think, someone is having Archie's baby. Which makes me think that's going to be Veronica. Somebody, (laughs) Someone in season six is having Archie Andrews's baby. It's going to be Betty. It's going to be Veronica. I don't give a fuck who, but someone's having that boy's baby. (laughs) There's going to be a ginger haired baby and it ain't going to be a blossom.
1: This is good. This is good. That plays into Reggie's
0: insecurities. One hundred fucking percent. Because that could also be the other reason why he's like, I'm always second to Archie. And it could just be that Veronica knows she's pregnant and she literally doesn't know who it is. It could be Reggie's, it could be Archie's, it could, it could be Chad's. And then Mama Mia. Then we get Mama Mia as. I Okay. I do not. This is just this is a, a, a statement. I do not like Mama Mia, the musical. I love Abba. Abba is amazing. But I'm firmly pitching Mama Mia as the musical this year. I need it. I need someone to be pregnant and not know who the Papa is.
1: I want Archie. To be the one that sings Mamma Mia. Yes. Because he's just so fucking confused by everything. Yes. <laughs> I want all of these things. Uh, God, this show. Okay. All right. They're, damn it. They're pulling me in.
0: I've made it fun now. I've made the crazy fun.
1: Anyway, whatever.
0: Okay. Babies. They've just, they've talked, they don't want to get married because everyone they know that's married is either divorced or dead true fair <laughs> i really like that it's divorced or dead i i like this this is important to me i mean they're not wrong <laughs> but and then they talk about you know they they want to have a baby and you know archie talks about you know i would want it to happen sooner rather than later uh, my dad was a young dad and but it's like, I've wanted to have a family with you since sixth grade, but let's take our time. And so Archie's just like, OK, we'll just keep doing what we're doing and let nature run its course like right now, <laughs> <laughs> which is which is cute and yes. adorable. And I I liked that. It's going to get weird later. <laughs> oh, for sure. It's Riverdale. It can't be cute and sweet for too long. <sighs> So then we go over to the Jabitha apartment, and Jughead is getting a cereal ready, and he's pouring a cereal out, and it's got roaches in it, and he kind of freaks out, and he does not tell Tabitha, and he just oh, shades of Creep Show, Stephen King reference. Yes, lovely. Appreciate it. I'm always here for that. I bet you he's reading Creep Show in the hospital. Wouldn't be surprising. We go over to Pops for the sapling distribution. And, you know, they're handing them out. And then Cheryl shows up and she goes, well, 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 so it is true you're making a play for my maple birthright and empire. It's a very Cheryl thing to say. <laughs> and I was like, you don't own maple trees or maple syrup. <laughs> <laughs> then I believe every citizen of Rivervale should be able to tap their own tree and Cheryl's like, fine, then I'd like saplings, please. That way we can plant them in the Thornhill groves and I can grow in the shadow of she who walks amongst the trees.
1: Thirteen saplings.
0: Thirteen saplings. And uh, Archie's just like, you seceded, remember? These saplings are reversed for tax-paying citizens of Rivervale to be planted in Rivervale. Unless you want to rejoin our ranks. This is fair.
1: It's fair, but it's also harsh. For what we've seen from new Archie.
0: True. If Archie truly wanted to make amends, like wanted to try to be like, look, I understand your issue with the past, but that's not us. And that shouldn't be you. How about we offer you these 13 saplings? Like, I feel like that should have been the olive red. Like, we're going to offer you these 13 saplings for you to regrow your maple groves that were taken from you as a gift from Rivervale like that would have been such an Archie thing to do but now he's kind of been like bitch i ain't got time for your bullshit and i am not i don't have i don't have the time of day to deal with you
1: throughout the rest of this episode he's morphing back into old archie and that's a huge clue because in in real life if this was like the real thing that was going down Archie would have either done the olive branch or just literally bit done the gesture of like, okay, because at the end of the day for him, it's not a threat if she also has a maple grove. No. The whole point is we are trying to make an opportunity for all of us. Yeah. So here you go. Mm-hmm. And, and he would have just moved on because that's new Archie. But in his mind, while he's in whatever state he's in, this is him being like, so mad. Fuck them. I don't want that. And it's like, that's old Archie.
0: Oh, yeah. And so she's like, you and I both know there's only one way that will ever happen. Over your dead body. No, Archie. Over yours. (laughs) That was great. Like, (laughs) Madeline Pench is having a lot of fun, I will say. I follow follow most of the actors on Instagram. And so once an episode airs, they start posting pictures from when they film things. And she posted this picture, the picture of Archie when he was strung up of KJ. She And her, her her caption was, I really thrive in this environment. <laughs> just having a lot of fun with Cheryl. <laughs> like, you know what? Respect. Your character sucks. We're having a lot of fun with it. They
1: give her such bad writing that for once to let Cheryl just be Cheryl. Yeah. It's really refreshing because Madeline Petch is really getting to just be that character.
0: Madeline Petch is a fabulous actress. She yes. deserves she deserves better.
1: She always has. So it's just like. Thank you for finally just letting her do what she does.
0: We go over to Dr. Doc office, and he is wearing a refractor on his his head.
1: Again, the Dr. Curdle of it all is another huge signpost. Yes. He's a mortician. (laughs) Yes. But they have made him into the complete all-purpose doctor for Rivervale. Yeah, he's
0: the town family doctor.
1: Which is true, but then also is a licensed obstetrician. (laughs) That's where you go, hold on a minute.
0: Some things that, which also, to be fair, we've never seen another doctor in Riverdale.
1: No, we never have. But like
0: So there's that. But then the other thing is in his office, I noticed this. He has a poster on his wall that is just a big question mark. There's nothing else on it that I could tell. It's just a question mark. Most of them like, huh? See, at least the prop
1: and the set decoration department, they all got the fucking memo.
0: Sure. Cool. So,
1: just the writers and the director. God damn it.
0: So, Betty is talking to Dr. Curdle and she finds out that her test came back conclusive. She's not producing any viable eggs. She won't be able to conceive a child. And Dr. Kirtle says, if it's any consolation, you're not alone in this dilemma. To which Betty goes, no, actually, it's not a consolation. What are you talking about? (laughs) Correct. (laughs) Any person who is dealing with infertility. Yeah, it sucks. And it is nice to talk to other people who are experienced, but it doesn't make you feel better that you're dealing with it. And other people are, too, because also other people aren't. Fuck you. (sighs) <sighs> like it's just like you know what Mm-mm, no stop it <laughs> There,
1: there is a line to write here with the story they're telling
0: no no i i agree the whole purpose of that line is so that he can say you're the fifth young healthy woman to come see me who was essentially barren
1: which actually then i go okay, okay. And, and what i like is that they did give betty the moment to say sure. like sure what the fuck are you talking about?
0: No, it doesn't make me feel better because we also know that Veronica has had this concern and so has Tony. So now three of our ladies, as far as we know in the show, are dealing with fertility concerns,
1: which also means baby Anthony, something special about baby Anthony.
0: Well, yeah, he's going to be the serpent
1: king, at least in River Vale. In River
0: Vale. <laughs> yeah. You know,
1: they're they're going the Wicker Man route, and good for them, but fuck, do a better job. Yes, do a better job. Do your fucking research. It's so frustrating because they're pulling really cool references sure. and then just doing the bare minimum to reference mm-hmm. it. It's like, fuck off.
0: So then we go back to the Tony and Fang's apartment, and maybe Anthony is crying, and... You know, I just got two parents being like, look, if we I know if we, we, we pick him up, we're validating his crying, but this is torture. Mm-hmm. And so the Vangs tells us that he was talking to his grandma. And apparently back in the day, serpent mothers would leave their crying babies on tree stumps in Fox Forest overnight. And Tony's like, they left their babies in the woods. <laughs> yeah. And the mothers would go back in the morning and the babies were sleeping soundly. They cried the colic out. There is no way a serpent mother would abandon her baby like, well apparently my mom did and it worked
1: (laughs) so this is doo-doo-doo-doo this is a little doo-doo-doo-doo but the desperation that both of them are feeling
0: fair very very real (laughs) very believable Uh uh-huh and fangs is just like leaving baby anthony woods would toughen him up just like his mama so like okay like do i condone this no do i understand it yes Then we head over to the Pembroke, and Veronica asks Reggie to follow her. Reginald. Reginald, will you please come with me? And they go into the bedroom, and the bed is covered in money! (laughs) In case you're worried that I don't appreciate you, here is a cold hard proof that I value you. Your bonus, sir. Here's his money. And not only that, there's one thing I fantasized about doing but never have. I've always wanted to make it on a bed full of money. Make it! Make it! What the fuck? That's probably what the censors would allow, honestly.
1: (sighs) I'm so annoyed with all the stupid euphemisms that they use.
0: Well, I mean, this is on the network show.
1: Yeah, but you could say do it and get away with it through the CW.
0: Whatever. Anyways, uh, so they have sex. But the thing about this scene for me is that it really does highlight that veronicas it's always about material things and sex. In her relationships like and that's not to discredit that she had something real with Archie because she did, but it's always comes back to let's distract or let's only deal with things that are physical or tangible. Well, it's never about the emotional.
1: So, yes, but I could also see some of this is because of, you know, her father sure and her life and the fact that she does have an emotional attachment the way she expresses that is through material things i think that's even more likely for veronica and a problem that she has to figure out because reggie is not that kind of
0: person sure no no, no. i'm not saying there's not a reason why she does this like she is a person who uh feels love through gifts Mm -hmm. (laughs) like uh, that's her love language Uh, or physical touch like that's what they would be but that's a problem when that's the like when it's never about the emotional and when your partner is talking about an emotional issue and your only response to it is physical yeah yes exactly that's the issue and that was also an issue with Archie, the problem is Archie dealt with things like that too. Uh When it came to her, now Archie and Betty deal with emotional things emotionally together. That's how they relate to each other. That's that's a different thing.
1: And I bet you Veggie will too, because something like this, even translated into a real world, will force those two to have to confront that.
0: What I like about Veggie is that Reggie. While is insecure when it comes to Archie, he knows that, but he also is secure enough in himself when he's not being valued, period. Mm-hmm. Like it's one thing for you to love me and love him a little bit more. Okay. That's one thing, but you don't love me at all. That's a different thing. Yeah. Like, cause like, I mean, that's not exactly what's happening, but it's kind of where it's so That's kind of the vibes. <laughs> Uh, we go over to the Cooper house and Frank and Alice are having dinner and Alice is just very blunt. She's done with the the being coy about things like, look, I want you to stay here and I want you to stay the night and in my bed. Okay. Like we go. Boned.
1: <laughs> I find you very attractive.
0: Right. <laughs> like, and I, I respect this. Uh, I think more people should just do things like this. And then Frank, Frank I'm flattered. Uh, You're such a beautiful woman, but and then Alice is like,
1: and he gets emotional,
0: and he's like, I, I, I I just I can't go there. Like he's like he's nervous, and Alice like, wow, I don't believe it. When will I learn? I fall for the strong silent type every time. (laughs) Which there's a part of me that was annoyed at Frank with this. I just, I just don't like it and I don't want to see it And blech. because both of these people deserve love they've been fucked over too many times <laughs> so we got back over to Andrew's house and we have another conversation that I really don't like because there's no subtlety at all anywhere in this oh, it sounds this. really gross it sounds so gross
1: all of this was done <sighs> terribly
0: so Betty and Archie are reading on the couch and then Betty just, I've been thinking what if we adopted a baby Okay. okay
1: Actually, great. Cool. That makes a lot of sense. Let's have that conversation.
0: Cool. Well, okay. And Archie says something that halfway sounds like he's supportive, but also sounds really fucked up.
1: Oh, it's fucked up. It's just straight up fucked it up. It just...
0: I don't like this. I just... This is so bad. Because the part that's missing for me about this, like truly... Is Betty starting the conversation with, I saw the doctor (laughs) and it may not happen for me biologically.
1: The way they talk strongly hints that they've already had that conversation. That being said, it's not explicitly told, so it makes it really fucking awkward and weird when all you had to do was add one additional line.
0: Or she could change, what do you think about adoption? and as a way to build our family
1: because i initially thought they were going to get into her actually telling him like same but the doctor
0: and then they didn't do
1: it and you're going did you tell
0: him yeah because then it becomes well i want to have your baby and i want to create a life with you and i want to be the mother of your child and then Archie's like well then you will it'll happen and it's just like
1: the most fulfilling thing my dad ever did was become a father you're like oh no
0: that's like there's just a lot of coded language in there about biology that i don't like
1: writing about infertility is such a sensitive
2: topic
0: it really is i've talked about this in some other podcasts and just that like adoption is a great way to become a parent it isn't always the answer for everybody and that's fair but it also needs to be talked about as respectfully like it just does. It just does. And in this case, it just needs to be talked about. Like you need to have the entire conversation, not these drips and drabs of this stuff. And then like, cause I feel like the vibe is that like Archie just wants to be a dad. And so if that's what the vibe is. And that's what needs to be said. Like Archie just needs to say, my dad's said the most fulfilling thing that he ever did was become a father. And however that looks for me, I know it'll be the same for me too. Like, that's beautiful because it's all-encompassing on what it means to become a dad. However, that happens for someone. I hate this show! I know. And yet, we're here. Uh, We go to the woods, and Tony is gonna leave her baby, and Anthony is crying, and Cheryl shows up, and she's got a creepy-as-fuck smile. Of course she does. And she takes baby Anthony, and he stops crying. Oh, oh my God! Oh, it's the calming perfume I concocted in my greenhouse, the ingredients of which I can mix for a more permanent solution for his colleague. But then you must help me embrace Riverdale's oldest of old things. Tony. Well, Fine. Here we go. To do.
1: <laughs> Tony's so desperate. <laughs>
0: She's as tireless, Mom. Like for sure, not much. I just need you to bear witness, and then, per tradition, everything will be as it should. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Okay, this is a little doo 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 yeah Cheryl's gonna fuck some shit up uh we go over to the Jabba's apartment and Tabitha is freaking out in the middle of the night Jughead wakes up what's going on she's like don't you feel them what Uh, something's biting me don't you feel like you're being eaten alive like and Jughead's like looking in the bed he's like no there's nothing it's like there's nothing in the bed or on us and Tabitha's like, I was having a nightmare about spiders. And then I felt like the spiders were biting me. And Jughead's like, okay, then, yeah, that's what it is. You were having a dream. There's no spiders. The sheets are fresh. I just got them brand new. Okay. Okay. So the next day, Jughead's getting ready um, and in the bathroom. And Tabitha comes in and she's like, you're going to think I'm crazy, but can you check out, oh my God, your back is covered in welts and bites, same as my arms and legs. Uh, this is probably bed bugs i was like well we checked the sheets okay well then it's scabies which you can't (laughs) see with the naked eyes but they're vicious blood suckers okay we'll wash the sheets with hot water and bleach are you kidding that's not gonna do anything we're infested i'm calling the exterminator like tabitha is freaking out and junkhead's just like whatever i used to live under the stairs at school (laughs) he's like this is gross but also whatever
1: he is, but then he looks at the bites and was like, but wait,
0: where did this come from? Like, this doesn't make sense. Nope. <sighs> so we go over to Thornhill and it's Creeper Girl craft time. <laughs> <laughs> and they have to make puppets to honor the Maple Maiden. And uh, they're not to play with. Uh, I do
1: like Britta being like, to play with?
0: For a myriad of purposes, but these ones will be a warning.
1: And I love every single one of those girls' looks. It it's like they all actually have this look instead of just a creepy stare of being like, "Wait, what? What'd you just say, bitch?" They're all been looking at the puppets, and they're like, "A warning."
0: What? I'm just making a little. T- oh, that bitch be cray. Okay.
1: <laughs> I don't. It's it's kind of fun. I do like I do like the Britta being like,
0: um, "I I called it." I feel like she's gonna, Britta's gonna be very important. Like Britta probably gonna die at some point, but Britta gonna be important. I don't know, I like. and
1: Britta, Britta may be the one that has to stand up to Cheryl, be like, yes. "You're fucking shit up, stop it."
0: <laughs> yeah, I think Britta may have to die to save everybody else from like oh, no. the crazy. But just, but Britta's gonna be important. Like this is this is my theory, and I will be right. Thank you. So we cut to a field of creepy dolls on sticks, and are is like, "What the hell?" <laughs> and he's he's there with his crew, and it's like, "There's got to be Cheryl. Let's dig these out, and make room for the saplings." And the guy's like, are you sure you want to do that, Arch? Positive, double time, boys. Again, a little too forceful from Archie. <laughs> I don't think this is too forceful because we've seen this from Archie before. Like, we've seen him just kind of dig in and be like, I don't give a shit. But when Archie is more level-headed, he usually tries to take a beat and go talk to the person before fucking shit up. Because he will fuck shit up.
1: I just, it doesn't, it doesn't match new Archie energy at all.
0: No, but you know, someone's screwing with his plan.
1: I do love the, uh, the little whispers and the blurry vision of a spirit moving through the forest. That is also going to come back to play. I guarantee way more.
0: Oh, absolutely. So we come back to the Andrew's house and Archie is sitting there and he's holding one of the dolls and Betty comes in. She's like, Hey, how'd it go? Oh, I know that look. What's wrong? Cheryl, she impaled these dolls over the forest. Just she did why? And then she's looking at the, the doll. She says, Wait, can I have this? Sure, go knock yourself out. Why? Like, oh, I've been going through these evidence boxes in the FBI office, and I feel like I found a cold case with one of these in them.
2: So, cool.
0: We go over to the Pembroke, and Veronica is just like really excited because the finalized plans for the casino have come in. And she goes to kiss Reggie and he just turns his face. that's a first. (laughs) So if the casino was my idea, which it was, and we'd be equal partners, then how come you forgot to give me an office? Oh, no. And Veronica's like, oh, that's a good question. You know, I'll call the architect and I'll have them redraw the plans. It won't be an issue. And Reggie goes, too late. Picture's worth a thousand words, Ronnie. Oh, no. I mean. He's right. He's absolutely right.
1: That's one of those situations that it doesn't matter if it was just a full on fucking mistake.
0: It's a mistake that says a lot.
1: If you cared, you would have caught it. And at the very least, you'd be like, I caught an issue. So just know beforehand that they drew up the plans and I realized they didn't have your office there. We're getting it redrawn, but I wanted you to see it beforehand. Like that's That's what that thing is when you care enough about it.
0: Because all she cares about is herself. It's really does. I mean, she really does.
1: She's never had to really care about someone else. So again, I like this as a complication for them to continue together because Reggie's gonna push her to actually think outside her. If he
0: forces her to grow up. Yes. Because Chad was fine with her being selfish because he used it to his advantage. He he got money so yes. and status. So Archie gets a phone call from Kevin. And Kevin says, you know, hey, I went back to the forest because I forgot my shovel. And we see we cut to Kevin and we see the field behind him and it's all messed up. Someone ripped out the, the saplings. They're all destroyed. Okay. So Archie's pissed. Uh-huh. Which fair. So we cut to it appears to be a town council meeting. And it looks like this is at the school. It looks like this is Tony's office at the school. And Cheryl's there. And Archie just comes running in with a saplings like, why just what you're doing? I know you and your girls and left those dolls for us to find and you ripped out our saplings. Why would I, the keeper of the maple flame, murder innocent, nascent maple saplings? Because you can't stand the fact that maybe one day there might be a time Rivervale isn't dependent on your family or maple syrup. I wanna know how many times they screwed up and saying Rivervale. i want to know i i want to know if they had if there was a penalty a penalty because you know it happened you know it happened and that's fine
1: (laughs) the bloopers for this five episode series are gonna have like a super cut of it you can guarantee
0: i look forward to the bloopers they they do appear to have fun on set because they're very silly so it seems like the whole town council is there to really support is really like not interested in what Archie has to say because Cheryl is there to invite the whole town to Thornhill for a good old fashioned maple festival uh, and they've accepted. So they're all going to be there.
1: This is all Wicker Man. This is the yeah, exact very Wicker, Man. Wicker Man bit.
0: With midsummer vibes. They threw a little bit of that in, but
1: like styling but like interloper inter- coming into to the outside Sorry. and then having a harvest festival and then you have a sacrifice for the harvest festival sure.
0: so then we cut to Betty at the FBI office and she's going through she finds the file with the little puppet in it and we see a body sacrificed on the same altar that we found the deer Yikes! and, and it's got runes on the altar and the body and then we see the doll and then on the doll is stitched RB. And then Betty says rose blossom.
1: Nana, what did you do?
0: Nana, you a witch. Oh Nana's no. a fucking witch. I'm calling it now Nana's a fucking witch. Which explain which explains a lot of things. And yeah, it just explains a lot.
1: Well, also, I think. Maybe one of the biggest things that's going to transfer out of this whole miniseries vibe is that Betty is tracking down this cold case that's leading to something huge. And it definitely involves Nana. Uh huh. And I bet you it goes all the way back to when the town came together for that old killer.
0: I think Nana Rose is much older than we think she is because she's a witch. Mm. Because witches don't age.
2: Mm. As
0: fast. And I also think Miss Gordon is a witch. Very possible. So I think they are, I think Nana Rose is hundreds and hundreds of years old. So we cut over to Thornhill and Cheryl opens the door and Betty's just sitting there. Cousin, how far did you get into my house? A bobby pin. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Betty Drew. Uh actually I'm here on official FBI business regarding that deer you killed in the woods. And Cheryl's just like, really, you and Archie are just too much. I mean, I get it. I'd be obsessed with me, too. Cheryl. Peak Cheryl. <laughs> I, lo- I like I love it when they write Cheryl like that, because that's entertaining. Ugh. And so she just tells her, like, look, uh, I know you killed the, the deer. It's not the first time you've had a blood sacrifice on these grounds. There was a drifter that was murdered on your property, heart ripped out and a poppet shoved down their throat. Okay, Betty, what do you want? Because I have a maple harvest festival to plan. So, can we cut to the heart of it? (laughs) Nice choice of words,
1: writer. Writer. Our writer is peppered throughout this episode, and I'm proud of them. Mm -hmm. The bobby pin, the twilight zone. This. Good job, writer. Yeah.
0: So we cut over to the Cooper House, and Frank is walking Alice home, and she's just like, "You didn't have to walk me home, Frank. I was just hoping that maybe we could talk and." It's just like, you know, what's left there to say? How about you're not the problem, Alice? I am.
1: (laughs) Which Alice rolls her eyes appropriately.
0: For sure. And he's like, look, years ago when I was a mercenary, I was married. No one knew, not Fred or Archie, because if anyone found out, they'd put my wife and my daughter at risk. And then, of course, my wife and my daughter ended up. And the implication is that they're dead. So I think that could be interesting, though. That's why I said the implication is that they're dead. But I'm going to guarantee you, he thinks they're dead, but they're not. Oh, of course. Because drama. Well,
1: and I think that's that's what ties in later. Is like in, in Archie's weird, perfect world, they're dead. Yeah. Like in the conversations that he's heard. Yeah. But they're
0: not. They're not dead. He doesn't know where they are. Or they think he's like, whatever. They're estranged. But still,
1: point still stands. I think
0: Frank doesn't know that they're not dead. Frank has been made to believe that they're dead. Uh, Sad. I mean, sad, but so whatever, whatever. And so he says, I want to open up my feelings again. I just don't know if I'm ready yet. He's like, and I'm sorry. And Alice says, that's okay, Frank, but maybe we could just go to the Maple Festival Harbor together. Maybe that'll be okay. And Frank's like, okay. That's kind of sweet. That's kind of sweet. All right. like, Can we just have like sweet people? Sweet people. So we cut over two pots. And Tabitha brings out these big boxes of pancakes to go for the pancake eating contest. She's giving them to Cheryl and Cheryl sees these bites on Tabitha. She's like, what's going on? And so we cut to them sitting in a booth. Tabitha's telling Cheryl what's happening. And, you know, Cheryl's just like, Tabitha, he thinks I can help with an ancient cleansing formula I could prepare for you that will take care of any and all bugs and curses. But that formula does come at a price. What does it? I'll pay anything. If that's true, I'm going to need your full participation in any of my Maple Festival's events. But not just yours. Jughead's too. If we want our collective fortunes to turn around for the better, we need to all be united in this. Ooh. Yikes! <laughs> that's fucked up. So, yeah. All right. Now it's a- getting weird. Okay. So now, like, we're-, we're seeing the process of, like, Cheryl is a magical witch and she's getting everybody in on her shit. Cool. Whatever. So now we cut to Thornhill, and it's witchcraft cooking. We're going to bake a sin pie. A sin pie. It's meant to contain the sins of the entire town. And once it was consumed, the sins would be absolved in the town, and her folk would prosper. And so someone asked, no, consumed by who? Someone chosen, someone special, and strong enough to shoulder the weight of the sins of an entire town. We instantly know who that's supposed to be. Jesus! Oh, wait, Archie yeah we mean archie when we say <laughs> Duh. i mean
1: they're gonna go full in on it later so
0: so we go to the andrew's house and betty's like telling archie all of her shit <laughs> and archie's just like yeah she's crazy so i'm not going to that party and Betty's like no you have to go to that party so that i can go snoop <laughs> and they're like fine
1: <laughs> mm-hmm, pull down that pastoral house of horrors on the second watch Because you already, you know, you get the gist of what's going. You know already that Betty's in. That twist of, no, 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 we're going. You're like, damn, Betty.
0: (laughs) Well, you know that it was during that conversation that was cut that Cheryl has explained things to Betty and made her a deal.
1: And mentioned, she mentioned fertility and a fertility ritual. And Betty's like, oh,
0: I need that. Uh, you have something I need. Yeah, of course. Sure. That's fine.
1: It's right about here that all of this turns from kind of weird episode to full on twisty horror part. Sure.
0: So now it's the Maple Festival and it's like a sweet hometown version of, you know, the Wicker Man Midsummer stuff. And that's fine. And, you know, we see Fangs and Tony and Anthony and the baby's all happy now. And, you know. They found their own remedy. They're going to go milk a goat. You know, it's like, a, good luck today, Archie. And Archie's like, good luck. What do they mean? Who knows? But seeing baby Anthony just makes me that much more excited to make one of our own. Yeah, on the second watch, all of these things are like way more foreshadowing. And I love it. It's great. Oh, it's, yeah. yeah. This is a show that watching twice helps. It 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 does do the writers a favor. And then also watching it, like binge watching it also... Is very generous to it. Yeah,
1: it just the performance of this did not allow for us to believably reach this point. Sure. Sure. We should have had much more of that careening feeling of not being feeling in reality way earlier than this. In order to get to the point where we felt like, oh fuck, oh fuck, it's happening. Oh god. (laughs) Instead of like, oh y'all just now you're doing it, just you're doing it for no good reason.
0: God damn it. Yeah.
1: They just they didn't build that at all because that's how you have to do it when you're gonna make things weird and culty vibes like this.
0: Sure. So then we see Veronica and Cheryl goes up to her. She's like, I see you and Reggie arrive together. So which ship name do we prefer? Veggie. Veginald. I love <laughs> Veginald. Veginald, which is sounds weird. I like Veggie. And so we just have this conversation about like, you know, Reggie's insecure and i wish i could give him some reassurances and make it crystal clear and cheryl's like i may have an idea so another thing just real small costuming thing here is uh veronica is wearing a very tiny pearl necklace <laughs> uh you've got she looks like she has about five tiny pearls suspended on a chain so she is wearing a pearl necklace also this dress uh it makes me feel very old but this dress is giving me very strong pretty woman vibes um when she's at the polo match it is a brown polka dot dress it is very cute but those are the vibes i was getting i was like oh i kind of love that for her so i'm i'm probably the only person who caught that but that was me and i i it's a good it's a it's a good costume reference there good job
1: costume department
0: they've really been amazing the last three seasons yeah so i don't know if they got more money or they got new people more
1: money and did the research
0: i don't know what changed something changed in the last three seasons or so but they're making very distinct choices that really do serve the story and i love it and i'm here for it and that's why i like to try to point it out when i notice it because it's never to be noticed we go over <laughs> to jughead rushes up to archie hey archie i need you tabitha has been flipping flapjacks for like hours and no one wants to go against me in the pancake eating competition so come on it starts in five minutes and but i just like this is good it'll distract people and cheryl so okay so we go to a pancake eating contest which i love we haven't seen jughead be the you know garbage disposal for food
1: be jughead Literal Jughead Jones.
0: Yeah. Be comic book Jughead. So I love this. So it's Jughead Jones, 116 pancakes to Archie Andrews, 119. Mm-hmm. We have a winner. And then Archie, you know, he raises his hands, happy. And then Jughead's, I love you. You know that, right? You're like a brother to me. And Archie's just like, yeah, I love you back, Jug. <laughs> It's like, we're going to have to murder you, but... You get that line and you're like, oh, shit. Oh, goddamn. <laughs> uh, uh Then we have some maypole weaving, which is very cult-like. And then we see Cheryl talking with Frank and Alice. Do you think it's really possible? If you two want to path forward together, unencumbered by the past, then yes, I believe this is the way. Perhaps the only way.
1: And Frank nods his head and you're like,
0: oh, no! <sighs> so creepy. So we hear a bell ring and it's the next challenge, and it's log sawing with our beefcake boys, and it's Archie versus Reggie. It's just, just some some hot dudes with abs.
1: There's a moment, and it was unintentional because Veronica is supposed to be reacting to like the moment and the issues that yeah. the insecurity. But the way it's timed is that you see them sawing, and then you see Veronica come into frame and be like, oh my god. <laughs>
0: so hot, uh-huh. so hot. It's great. yeah it's fabulous so Archie wins and then Reggie walks off and Bron is like hey what was that me losing to Archie again you were supposed to lose but after the night you won't have to worry about playing second fiddle to Archie ever again okay I promise so that again do 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 what's going on like we're we're setting up Archie for something but we don't we're know sno- we're
1: snowballing here
0: <laughs> okay and now it time for sudden death uh and it's axe throwing okay cool who's gonna challenge archie andrews for the crown of maple king or maple queen and it's betty (laughs) okay and it's you know it's the winner take all and uh cheryl walks away to get the axes betty leans closer to archie and archie's like i thought you were sleuthing yeah i was i found something big i'll tell you about it when we get out. Okay." Uh huh. The rules are simple. You each get one throw. Closest to the bullseye wins it all. The title, the crown, everything. And Archie's like, wait, I won the last two rounds. Don't question my authority, Archie. And for that, you get to go first. And so Archie's kind of like, feel free to bow now, Betty. And so he throws, does pretty good. And then Betty throws, and we don't see where her axe goes. But she's crowned the Maple Harvest Queen. And our runner-up gets a pie. And I like
1: Archie's like, he's smiling because he's like, hey, I'm in front of everybody. And then he looks down and he's like, a pie. All right. All right. Again, this episode would work really well if everybody is slowly rising with this weird tension and Archie's sure. just like, Archie.
0: Sure. Flatline Archie. And they didn't do it, but it would have worked. If he's more befuddled, like he can be angry at Cheryl, but he's just befuddled. It's like, my job here is to just be nice and pleasant
1: what the fuck is going on
0: so then we go back to the andrew's house and it's time for dinner and dessert <laughs> I, myself, I had to all of it so they're they're eating and archie's just like hey what did you find out at thornhill oh there's some definite weirdness going on there like those puppets they're actually fertility dolls and archie's like wait what So why don't we put this little sucker under our mattress tonight and try to make a baby after you have some pie and so she's like pushing the pie that he was given in front of his face. And Archie's like, eh, Can we skip the pie, Betty? And Betty goes, No. And that's that was the moment where I knew it was like the, on the first watch, I was like, She's in on it. Cause she's, Oh, yeah. He, he's required to eat the pie. My Maple King is going to need all the energy he could muster for what I have planned. Oh, when you put it like that. And so she like scoops <laughs> some pie out on her fingers and he eats it. And then they, Scoot everything off the table and they have sex on the table while the fertility doll is on the table. So, whatever.
1: KJ is doing such a good job of being Archie, just like staring and being like, when you put it like that, (laughs) I I have to eat the pie.
0: (laughs) Okay. All right. So then Archie wakes up to the phone ringing and it's Kevin and it. The phone says Betty, but it's Kevin. And he's like, they have Betty. They have Betty. Kevin, what? It's like, oh, Cheryl and the others are performing some kind of crazy maple ritual at Thornhill. You need to get here soon. And so Archie is running towards Thornhill and we see there's a
1: full blood moon. With the fakest John Carpenter theme
0: playing. (laughs) And so like he's running. He's like, don't hurt her, don't hurt her. And then we see Betty in like this bonkers dress, maple queen dress, which... Again, shout out to costumers. The underlining color of that dress is from S1E1. That pink, it's got a little like with a little bit of peach undertone. God that's the damn. I love that's the I love you Archie color. It is.
1: Everybody's in their ritual cult outfit. Everyone's in
0: their ritual cult outfit, which I think is is probably calling to like hospital scrubs. Uh, maybe a little bit, maybe. Like, yeah, hospital scrubs. This is like because I'm trying to think about this like in that Mr. Robot season.
1: Mm, that's fair.
0: I don't want to spoil Mr. Robot because it's a good show, um but where things were not what they seemed. So I'm like, I'm thinking about it in those terms. So he's run up and he comes kind of like, "Don't hurt her! Don't hurt her!" And Betty's like, "Oh, we've been expecting you. It's a ritual for me, for all of us here, for something that we made abundantly clear." We want the maple trees to thrive. And if we want Riverdale to be bountiful, we have to make a sacrifice. And so Archie thinks it's Betty. And he's like, no, I'm with child. We conceived a son. I know it. I can feel it in my bones. It's what I've always wanted. And in a few years, he'll be crowned the Maple Queen, just like his father.
1: Fun thing, in 25 years. 25 years. And I know they mentioned this, and I guarantee you that's a Twin Peaks reference. hmm of see you in 25 years, which is what happens at the end of the original Twin Peaks.
0: Yeah, but also Archie's 25.
1: Yeah, that doll too. Mm-hmm. There's there's that. And it's a good round number.
0: It's, it's, it's a good number. And Archie's like, Betty, what are you saying? What? And Cheryl's like, what she's saying is that women can't be sacrifices. Women must bear children, but men, their blood is the seed. Their blood is what nourishes the ground and the furrows. Their blood is what will bring Rivervale back to its glory. And the most potent kind of blood is that of a Cheryl, I'm not a virgin. <laughs> Which we're like, no fucking shit, Archie. Like you fucked everyone in this town. It's so good. That's a good I love. Thank you. Thank you, writers. That I needed that. That was great.
1: <laughs> and Cheryl being like. No, 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 you're not. Certainly
0: not. But you have the distinction of being our town's one true pure heart. Thank you, Captain Pure Heart. Oh man, what a good line! Great, right, great. Right. We need a king who is willing to die for his queen, only he would be worthy. And tonight you will succeed in doing exactly that.
1: <sighs> so he calls to Jughead.
0: He calls to Jughead, Uncle Frank, you're on this too. And uh. like they're just kind of like all like come in, and then Veronica hits him over the head.
1: The symbolism. To
0: sim- to sim- and that's her proof to Reggie. I'm willing to kill him because I don't love him anymore. Okay, uh. like like which is great. Love it. I'm here for that. So then we hear Betty say, "He's awake, Cheryl. Do it now." And we see Archie has been tied to a new altar. He has had runes drawn on him and what appears to be blood and he has a crown a bone, like a bone crown on his head and cheryl says she who walks amongst the trees accept our sacrifice and be appeased and she stabs archie and takes out his heart and shows it to the whole group and they're all they all like start to dance
1: it's really stupid they blur him out and it's like yo basically made him charlie brown dance come on they can do better than that
0: i'm fine with charlie brown
1: dancing But they made him a literal white savior. I kind of love it.
0: Archie has always been the white savior. Come on.
1: I know. And that's why I kind of love it. Sure. (laughs) Because it's a good skewering. The last third of this episode is awesome. It's great. It's just that they didn't lead up to it at all.
0: Sure. And then so we leave the forest and then we have Jughead Rod Serling walking out of the trees and saying so ends the heroic life of Archie Andrews born years ago in the sleepy town of Riverdale died tonight in its shadow town Rivervale now I hope you've been enjoying your visit so far because no one is going anywhere we're just getting started
2: Rivervale Ah!
0: (laughs) that's a great exit because it's like okay we fully know you were in this place and now you're in another place Mm -hmm. which is great like It's a lovely twist because like when I when I saw that, I was like, okay. but that also helps me know Archie's in somewhere else. Like Archie's mind is somewhere else.
1: I mean, so the the only other option story wise with what Mm -hmm. they they could be doing here is a Stranger Things types thing where we're in some sort of shadow verse that gets opened up and upside down and we've got to somehow close it all down. That's the other possibility here that the curse opened up this connection to this other place.
0: well, my my other theory, which I don't love, but is a total possibility, is that when Cheryl read that curse at the end of season five, she unleashed Rivervale, which is a, a an upside down shadow town. Or
1: unleashed the maple maiden who's doing this to everyone.
0: Sure. And so we we know, and this is getting into a little more spoilery, but I'm sure at this point everyone knows that Sabrina is in fact coming to Riverdale, Rivervale, because some of this witchcraft stuff that Cheryl's been messing with is going to get fucked up and gone awry. And then I also feel like that's going to heavily play into episode 100 because now we we know what Title of that is, which I'm mm. very excited about. So there are a couple options, but we need to see more of what's happening in order to really create any more concrete theories.
1: Yeah, uh, it's it's too early, but like for better or for worse, what is abundantly clear is that this is a side arc. It will have implications for what goes on in the remaining season, mm-hmm. but it is not going to be the sole focus of Riverdale going mm-hmm. forward. Sure, like that. That's very clear based on how they're putting all of this together. I understand they're not creating what they would call an alternate universe. Sure. But for the purposes of storytelling, it's very, very clear that's what they're doing.
0: Sure. I just, there are going to be things that really did happen. Yeah. Like, like, and I think that's why, like, like Tabitha and Jekka do move in together. But like, and they did have a bug problem, but it wasn't like this. And veronica and reggie are having these issues so like it's it is a shadow world so it's not as it seems yeah so it'll just be interesting it'll just be interesting to see all right so let's take a moment and go watch the next time on
1: oh wait there's the next time on let's go
0: okay So next week is called Ghost Stories. The Spirit of Vengeance. The Spirit of Vengeance. So uh, we're going to have some hauntings. Yeah, it's just a vengeful spirit is going to be haunting some people.
1: I'm going to assume Archie's dead.
0: I mean, Archie's not going to be in these episodes, it appears.
1: In River Vale.
0: In River Vale. My understanding is that KJ Apa will not appear until episode 100.
1: And and they have said, like, because people were like, Wait, that happened? And I know I've seen quotes of Arias being like, Archie's dead.
0: <laughs> yeah. But not really.
1: <laughs> no. We know that for sure.
0: I mean, he got attacked by a bear and he didn't die, so no. <laughs> no. no um, I'm not worried about it.
1: But in the shadow world, Archie did.
0: <laughs> he did. He did. You know,
1: what I do like is that where they are doing these standalone episodes mm-hmm. is that they are going to be a different type of horror story that they're telling in each one this Mm -hmm. one is very much the creepy country cult vibe yeah and the next one is going to be very much uh, a haunting it's a different kind of story so again just hopefully hopefully at some point they will take the cue and realize that you need to actually dive into that (laughs) like you need to actually take on the styles and the ideas of that so that you know you can really make it feel real and good and a little scary Mm -hmm. instead of just making it Riverdale and shitting all over it
0: yeah I just that's I mean that always seems to be the issue
1: but you know whatever
0: well we've got at least it's they're switching it up on us so
1: there's that I guess I
0: don't know until next time hashtag All hail Hail the Maple Maple Maiden. Maiden!